Hey, everybody. I'm C. I'm Jen. And you're listening to Tom Tit and Baobab. Welcome back to Tom Tit and Baobab, a New York Times spelling bee inspired podcast that's all about words, word games, and the word nerds who love them. So Jen, you know, I've been traveling for work this week and unplugged a little bit. Anything important in terms of hive mind activity that I missed? Well, let's see. I got to see a lot of floofy animals. Floofy? Floofy. Somebody posted a picture of a really floofy fat bird. It was so cute. <laughs> it was um, it was a chickadee. It reminded me of our towhee, but it was even cuter than the towhee. And then somebody else sent a picture of a floofy cat with a floofy tail. Is this because and... somebody thought that floofy should be a word? Yes. Yeah. Floofy is not a word. I like I it as a word. A word. <laughs> I do not think floofy is a word. <laughs> there is lots of floofiness to be appreciated in the world. And floofy should be a word acknowledging the floofiness. All right. All right. All right. I'm glad to hear what I missed. (laughs) Let's see. What else did you miss? You missed that at Still Life with Robin on Twitter reminded me how much I love acrostics. We didn't even talk about acrostics. I feel like I don't do those. Where are they? They're in the magazine. The one where it has the grid that has a quote inside of it. And then you have clues and you have to fill it in based on the number and the letter of the clue and it spells out a quotation and then the first letter of each of the clues spells out the author of the phrase Uh. i don't think they've moved them online and i haven't done one i realized because i've been only doing the online stuff do you think they're not online because they'd be too hard to see online if you can do the crossword online or if you can do Sudoku online, you should be able to do an acrostic online. I think they should try it because, yeah, I remembered that I love doing them. And well, if anyone just, knows any online acrostics, maybe they should uh, hook us up. Good How's idea. That? Online yeah. acrostics, send all them right. our way. I think I haven't even done one, so I'll have to learn what this is I all think, together. I think you have. I think I showed you how to do it one time. Did I like it? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. You don't even remember it. <laughs> anyway. Of course, the other big thing you missed on Twitter this week was Elon Musk's takeover of the world. Oh, yeah. So I don't even understand. what. Why do we care if he takes over Twitter? Like, what's he going to do? Um, I don't know. He's a little bit. Horrible? Yeah, he's horrible. Yeah. Sorry. I see, I wasn't just going to come right out and say that. But yeah, he's like an evil villain. Do you think now that he said he's horrible, he's going to kick us off our podcast or something? See, that's <laughs> what I don't know. Like, what is his effect going to be on the bee? Because already there are some people in the hive mind who are like, I'm out of here because of Elon Musk. Who won't do Twitter because of Elon? Yeah. So are we going to have to go to truth? <laughs> Or are we going to have to start our own new platform? That might make us more money than the Spelling Bee podcast. Any money. It <laughs> might make us any money. All right. So this week was some good, some bad, and some floofy. How does that compare to this week's puzzles? That is a very good question and means it must be time for... The Week in Bees! Just a reminder that this is the part of the show where we talk about the New York Times spelling bees from the previous week. Today, we're talking about the bees starting Saturday, April 23rd and ending Friday, April 29th. And I am so happy that we're back to our regular schedule because I really enjoyed last week's show, but I missed our bee review. I kept thinking about all of the words that we should have talked about. So let's get the party started. 
with confetti. (laughs) Obviously, listeners, we are talking about Wednesday, April 27th, when if you do what I do and you look at your Twitter to see how many pangrams there's going to be that day, you said four. A confetti of pangrams. Oh my God. Well, so I know we've talked so many times about what makes a bee fun or not fun, but I assumed that that day was going to be horribly unfun because four Mm -hmm. pangrams, lots of points. It was just like, oh, it's going to be a pain in the booty, but it was a super fun day. Wasn't it? It was super fun until I got completely stuck at QB minus one. Because remember, we had that whole exchange because we brought on the same eight letter word that was a ridiculous word. It was ridiculous that we didn't get it. It's a totally normal, reasonable word that more people should use. Aren't all you curious about what the word is? The word was footnote. Love the word footnote. Use footnotes. Use the word footnote. I do like footnoting for, you know, scholarly papers. Yeah, because you should always cite your sources. Yes. What'd you think about the word finito? that day though. I wondered about that word because I think it's fine, but you think it's fine. Why? I don't think it's a word. Yeah. Finito. It's all done. I understand what it means. (laughs) I don't think, I mean, finito, come on. I think it's fine, but I think if you're going to include finito in one puzzle, why wouldn't you include today? Mono, like mono a mono. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't see how it's an English word. Staying on this puzzle for one second. Okay. Just like to say that I really also like the word confection. Sure, of course. Confetti and confection have the same letters in them because they both seem like celebratory to me. Yeah, I'm actually surprised if I just looked at this list of letters, they don't seem like letters that you're like, oh, I'll get four pangrams out of them. Right. I was pretty excited. He didn't count co-infection though. Am I crazy that that's something that had been I don't know. Maybe he took it out. He being Sam. We should always say Sam. Yes. He who shall be named. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun. We got Queen Bee that day. We got Queen Bee the next day. But we keep moving off of this puzzle and I want to say- Oh my God. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? I want to ask you how you felt about the word footy he uses it a lot i mean it's been in there a bunch so i guess i wasn't surprised but like really so is it a soccer term or is it footy like uh footy pajamas it's not footy pajamas it's footy like a soccer term well is footy pajamas is that Uh, another definition dictionary that way footy is in the dictionary as an alternative to footsie Really? You can say I'm playing footy? Like instead of footsie? I guess so. Really well, I mean, Gross. Yeah. I mean, playing footsie is weird, exactly. but like, ugh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, there's something wrong. Oh my okay, God. now we can move off of this puzzle. Thank you. Yes. <sighs> All right. Well, I had, uh, let's see, is this Sunday the 24th? So I should say that often this week I was doing them late at night in about five minutes, just trying to get to genius. So there were days when I didn't make an attempt to get all the words, but I'm looking now at Sunday the 24th, for example, and Mm -hmm. health. What's pelf? It's loot. And I should have known that. Why? I I don't know. And to be honest with you, I got it out of pure guessing. Yeah, that's a ridiculous word. Pelf is piffle as a word. What do you mean pelf is piffle? Piffle is nonsense. Oh, I guess. But pelf isn't nonsense. Pelf is a thing that I didn't know. And I don't (laughs) like it. Because I I don't think it's a very common word. I don't I don't feel great about it. I don't either. The day before, Pooley, P-U-L-I. Oh my gosh. I was so hoping we would talk about this. All right. Tell me. Oh my God. It's the craziest dog on the planet. Have you ever seen one of those dogs? And if you haven't, you must look it up immediately. That looks like a mop. That's a Pooley? Wait, so we count Pooley as a kind of dog when we don't count 
Nutria? I'm so super confused. I'm super confused about that too. But you know he includes other dogs because he includes Peaky, and that's not even a full dog name. That's like so he an just abbreviation like, of a dog name. He just really likes P dog. Dogs, dogs. That start with P. Oh. <laughs> Four letter P dogs. Oh, not dog P. P dogs. No, he likes <laughs> dog P. All right. Here's one that you probably knew because it's literary, but I did not know it all. Pule. That's a good one. I got it, but I didn't know what it meant. Would you like to know what it means? I know what it means because I looked it up. Well, why do you call it a literary word? Because it says it's a literary word. What do you think Pule is? I just looked it up. When I looked it up, it meant whine or whimper. Pule, cry querulously or weakly. Pule. Pule, my dog Pules. Well, he doesn't cry querulously or weakly. He He whines and whimpers. You're getting into dangerous territory. Stop talking about different ways to wail. We'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) But Pule Pule and Pooley, I don't even know that I did the puzzle this day. Both of those, I was like, "Eh." All I have to say is look up Pooley and you will never, ever complain about it being in there ever again. I'm going to complain about it being in there. I might get it. You might want to get a Pooley because it serves a double purpose. It's both a family pet and and a cleaning device. Nice. The word I did like that day is bullpine. I think it's cool that lupine and vulpine were both in the puzzle. Yeah, so I'm confused. Doesn't lupine mean fox? No, wolf. Wolf, right. And vulpine is fox. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. If you had to describe yourself as lupine or vulpine. Definitely lupine. Lupine's so much cooler than vulpine. Vulpine. Did you get to how? Oh. Yeah, vulpine's a little bit like nasty, don't you think? Foxy. Well, only if you mean foxy is good. like. You got another word, Jen? Yeah, Philip. What day was that? What the heck is that? That was Sunday, April 24th. Oh, it's that same stupid puzzle. You know that a Philip is a a flick where you put your finger in your thumb and then you flick. Okay, so you're making lots of sounds into the mic, but that's what a (laughs) Philip is? Yeah. I am looking up things and the first definition is something which acts as a stimulus to boost an activity. So they have the halving of the automobile tax would provide a Philip to sales. Another one of the main things that I have in mind is to make a filliping motion or to strike or tap with a Philip. I have that's archaic. Oh no, I have that as a main definition. I have it as archaic. Okay. I will say that both of them are ridiculous because I've never heard of them. I'm glad to know the word <laughs> Philip, but I don't think that those are regular words. One that made people mad on Twitter, and rightly so, was felid, which do you know what that is? Wait, it's, oh no, what the heck is that ridiculous word? It's like feline and it's related to a cat. What? But the question was, what? You're going to ignore a caracal, but you're going to put felid in? Felid? Oh my God. Okay. All of Sunday would have made me mad. I'm so glad instead I was drinking (laughs) wine and being happy. (laughs) Wait a minute. You were supposed to be away on work. Not on Sunday. I was drinking wine and on a private plane. Life was good. I did not flip anyone off. I'm going to flip you. Oh my God. My pelf. What's pelf again? I don't even remember already. (laughs) Money. I didn't need any pelf for it. It was wonderful. Oh my God. That sounds very glam. Yes. Yes. Was Glam here this week? Tuesday, April 26th, the same day that Glam was not. Yes, that was the same day your favorite word, Apelli, was there. Expelli. Your favorite word, Lemma, was there that day. Were you really happy? No, I was. Lemma is a good word. We'll talk Uh, about that another time. Does anybody actually use the word megaplex? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Like, when do you use that in regular conversation? Well, you think of, like, uh, the megaplex has a movie theater, Cheesecake Factory, and the bowling alley. You know exactly what you mean when you think of a megaplex. I know exactly, but do you say, like, hey, kids, let's go to the megaplex. 
when I'm talking about my ex belly, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> so fair funny. enough. Fair uh, that was fun. Yes, and that now was fun. I am looking forward to something else that we skipped last week, and that is our deep dive. Listeners, welcome back to the word of the week. Really, I just missed you saying that. All right, of course. This is the part of the show where we take a closer look at one of the words from the previous week's puzzles. C and I take turns choosing the word, and this is C's week. So what's our word? This week, there were a couple times when we got queen. It was very exciting. And one of them was Thursday, April 28th, when I got the fastest queen I've ever gotten in my life. I got it between sitting down on the plane and take off so I could write you about it. I was very excited. Yeah, but sometimes you're just sitting there for a long time taxiing. So we don't actually know how long it took you. So I have to admit I had four words and needed eight points. Okay. So I had three four letter words that I did not have at the end. Yes. And one of them was this word that I got, but had zero idea what it was, which was wall. And when I got off the plane, Jen was still missing one stupid word. I was missing auto. It took me so long to find auto. Ridiculous. I think it's because I don't drive. So I couldn't tell her yet about wall because I didn't know if she had that word. But when I did, she said, oh, I got that because of caterwall. I said, I guess. And like, I know the word caterwall, but I've never heard wall by itself. What's that? So I look up wall, W-A-U-L. Now. Miriam Webster says that wall is chiefly Scottish. And then it means whale, W-A-I-L, how squall. Okay. Okay. It also says that wall is less commonly wall, W-A-W-L. W-L. So why did he pick wall and not wall, W-A-W-L? Like they seem about the same amount of use in the world. Um... They're both weirdo words. (laughs) I mean, the exact same things as whale, which is a real word. I can't answer anything about that question. Now, if you look up the word wall, you will see a whole bunch of different shades of a similar definition. So if you look at Collins, it has the American English, Mm -hmm. in which it means the same thing to whale, squall, or howl. And then the British English, in which it means to cry or wail like a cat, like caterwall. Like caterwall. Right. But it seems like wall is more like, oh, I'm sad. I'm plaintively crying. I'm a baby. Okay. As opposed to caterwall, yeah. which is very specifically a harsh cry. And I'm really curious. Wait. So the British is that it's more like just crying. And no, no. The British is more cat. Uh, the British is more cat. And the American is a difference between wall, which is what a baby would do, and caterwall, which is what a cat would do. Right. I just I just thought it was really interesting to think about different complaining noises and like shades mm-hmm. of meaning. So what do you think of it as a standalone word? Wall? Yeah. Um, I mean. Common I, word? Oh, definitely not common. Oh, and also it's 100% not used ever, according to <laughs> the Collins it's Dictionary. It's 100% not common. Right. <laughs> There's no question about that. Now, is it a good word? I mean. It kind of seems like a useful word, but if you said it, people would look at you like, did you mean to say whale? So why would you say wall? Right. When whale is so much more common. Well, because it sounds like wall means something a little bit less. Whale. Baby's whale. whale. The definition is really to whale. A plaintive whale 
is a wall. Is that what we're trying to say? Eh. Whale wall. Whale. What about a whale with an H? I mean, the whale's wall. Uh, like at least yeah. caterwall means something very specific. Yeah, I I don't know this whole wall thing. It makes me want a wall a little caterwall. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got i got nothing see (laughs) i like it that was a fun word to talk about thanks i thought so it made me pretty happy i appreciate the choice all right so are you ready to take game break i am always ready to take a game break then let's play All right, Jen, you were supposed to line up the game presenters today, but you did not. I did not. So I am going to make up a game on the fly. And I think I can do it because as we've already said, I'm a genius. Listen, that kind of in it of itself is a game. All right. Yeah, actually. You're playing is making up a game. Yeah, it'll be kind of a game for both of us. Is solving. Okay. Maybe. So last week, Bob introduced us to Samordinate Laps. Samordinilaps. We're not going back to that, are we? We are. So (laughs) when he did it and I listened back to last week's episode, I thought, what was the problem with his game? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, I've heard this game before, some version of this, but I had heard it on, I think, NPR's Weekend Edition, where Will Shorts gives a game. And the way he does it makes much more sense to me. Now, I might be making it up, but I'm almost sure. Okay. That he would give you the first word and then you would have to give an answer that was a smorna lap of that word. So that for example, hard. it doesn't have to be hard. Okay. It's going to be fun because okay. what's going to happen is I am going to make the first part of the sentence and you are going to have to use a smorna lap in the second part of the sentence. Okay. Okay. So Let's you might want some paper, I have some paper. and pen. And okay? a pen. Right. pen. Got it. Ready. Oh, for I told ex- you I'm always ready for a word game. All right. So example, if I said, Jen, you've got this in the bag and you would say, I would have this in the bag if you didn't just gab all day. Okay. I have to keep the first part of the sentence. Got Not it. necessarily, but it has to like make some sense. So if I said, Jen, I really love bats. I would say when bats come around, it makes me want to stab somebody. Oh, that's horrible. Ah. Jen? Yes. Some days I like to wear denim. Denim. Okay. Do you like to wear denim when you mind for coal? (laughs) (laughs) Jen, you stink. Stink. Oh, that's because I never wash my knits. There you go. That was your best one yet. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I, look, it just, I need some time. I need All some right. time to like get into the groove. Right. I, you needed to take a loop. I needed to take a loop. Yeah. And jump in a pool. There you go. We call other people saps, don't we? We do call other people saps, particularly when we're lounging at the spas. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Have you taken any naps today? I took a nap and it was like a snap. No, close. Oh, span. Oh, (laughs) I didn't write that one down. It was like the span of a snap, my nap. Ah, there you go. It even rhymed. I like that. Yeah. That made me kind of a Philip, but it was a snap. Ah, that made me do some ooze. Shoo, shoo, shoo. But there's no E on the end. Oh, you mean like shoo <laughs> like a fly. <laughs> she thought these would be so easy, folks. I'm Jen. really not the genius in this. Are you trying to rebut my word? Am I trying to rebut it? No, I'm just thinking about eating a tuber. 
<laughs> I've lost her. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Jen, don't spit. Come on. Are you giving me tips now? Uh, oh, look how fast and snappy that was. I like it. Ah, uh, see, you saw what I wanted. I need everybody to know that I am laughing so hard that I am literally crying right now. That must be the last one because Jen can't talk anymore. <laughs> well, Jen, I was very impressed. You got it together. I have been impressed. I did really awfully in that game. But I'm impressed because that actually was a really fun game and we should play it again sometime now that uh, I know how it works. All right. Perfect. Because I get smarter. All right, Jen, you ready well to go done. on? Was, Thank yeah, you. That was a good made up on the spot game. I appreciate it. Let's... I think I've stopped crying now. So last week, Sam Azursky, famous and infamous editor of the New York Times Spelling Bee, announced that he was the subject of an article in The Economist. And that article is the subject of our conversation today. If you haven't read the article and want to check it out, it's called The Wordle Hurdle, The Pitfalls of Setting Puzzles. And the author is Abigail Fielding Smith. It's the 1843 magazine for April 19th. And I just have to say, a uh, great idea for an article. Love everything about this. Funny, quick. I, think I will agree with that, except that I did not like the title. Because it wasn't really about Wordle? It wasn't really about Wordle. It wasn't really about the pitfalls of setting puzzles. It is about the pitfalls of setting puzzles. You really puzzles. set puzzles. You construct puzzles. So what do you want to say, Jen? You just said that you love this article. So let's start there. What did you love about this article? Well, here's what I thought. If you have not read the article, which you should, the article is about how lots of people get angry about the words that are in the spelling bee and other puzzles. And it's crazy how crazy people can get about it on Twitter, which is totally true. And we all know that. And how the author like, wasn't really so crazy about it until Undaunted didn't count one week and she freaked ha! out. I still am kind of upset about that. Now I understand that it was. Exactly. So what was great in this article was a better explaining of Sam's thinking. Sam gets a computer generated list of all the words mm -hmm. and then he looks through dictionaries and thinks about like what words make sense or don't make sense. And, you know, and he has to make basically totally independent, you know, arbitrary, arbitrary decisions. decisions. Yeah. And his job is making arbitrary decisions. Right. That's his job. Like his job was to just decide. And it's funny because they use the what example. Qualifies a person? Like, how do you get to be uniquely qualified to be the person that makes arbitrary decisions? about? Love it. Love it. Love it. I don't know, but he really hit the jackpot. But seriously, because <laughs> I could do that all day long. Exactly. And it was funny because one of the examples they used, this undaunted, you know, they note that usually if there's an unweak, there's a ton mm -hmm. of unwords and he kind of has to call a lot of them. I'm always like, why are these unwords right. not included? And now, you know, they are real words. He just doesn't include them. And that's funny to me. And, <laughs> and also I think we all have some sympathy for how difficult it is to decide what mm -hmm. is a relevant word as we've talked mm -hmm. about to be mm -hmm. sensitive and inclusive 
but not lose words. And knowing that he's tasked with doing this as his second job, because he's really the online puzzle editor, mostly for Mm. the crosswords. And this was supposed to be like an easy second gig is real interesting to me. So also it's like kind of cool that he's this wonder kid. He's only 26. He Well, I called it, right? I said he was Dookie Hauser. He made his first uh, crossword for the times when he was 16. I think that was LA times, but I was impressed by it. Yeah. So here's the thing. You seem to be very sympathetic to Sam after reading this article, which I think was the point of the article. Is there accountability for a word puzzle editor? Uh, By means that he should be strung (laughs) up and flogged. Flogged. He must be flogged. And then he's allowed to wall as he is flogged. No, I mean, when you take on the role of being the puzzle editor or being a puzzle editor for the New York Times, don't you kind of assume that it goes with the territory that people are going to get really annoyed at you? Sure. And he doesn't seem too bothered by it. He wasn't whining. He He wasn't walling. No, but when she asked him about Undaunted, she made a point to say, like, that seemed like a super touchy subject. No, no. She she said she felt bad about it. He didn't make any. I mean, she didn't give any evidence that he made her feel bad about it. I don't know. She said something about being anxious and upset. He is barely in the article at all, as you know. That was my next question. My next question to you was do you feel that you actually got a better understanding of Sam from this because I there were a couple of things that I got from this that I didn't know I didn't know that he constructed his first crossword puzzle at 16 so that was impressive yes the other thing that he reveals in this article is that he says he's not a word person ah oh I love that He said he's a math person. And he said that he likes patterns, which made me think about the conversation that we had last week about liking patterns. But I kind of was upset by that. To me, he sounded exactly like me. And if you sound exactly like me, then you're good. So that is what I said. (laughs) (laughs) What he said is, I don't really feel like a true word person. He studied math and engineering and loves solving problems. So he didn't say- I want him to love words. He didn't say, I don't love words. That is me in a nutshell. I'm with My personal arbitrary taste is I would like for him to love words. Well, I love that he makes good puzzles and he does. So anyway, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about this article, in terms of like what you learned about Sam, I kind of feel like, I really like what Abigail wrote, but I would have liked to have learned even more about Sam. Like, I feel like she had the opportunity to interview Sam and didn't take full advantage of it. Okay, because this was not an article about Sam. This is an article about Um, word games. The subtitle is Meet the Man Facing Down Angry Word Gamers. Yes, but that is not, it's not an article about Sam. Sam is just used as the person who illustrates. Yeah, Meet the Man. That makes it sound like you're meeting Sam. This is not a profile piece. This is it about should, I wanted words. it to be a profile piece. That's fine. But again, what Nothing you want. Nothing that I want is actually turning out here. <laughs> oh my God. I wanted this to be a profile piece about a true word person. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> as something that's interesting about games and about the game that we play, Mm -hmm. the spelling bee, I think it really, uh, you know, I think it it hits a lot of the conversations that we've talked about. So I like that. So to be fair, one thing that I was really interested in is this whole, whole question of like why people get so angry about something like Undaunted. Right. And so why do you think that people get so angry about stuff like that? Okay. So I don't like to say why some people get so upset about anything. I agree with 
what she says, which is that there is a part of doing word games that's a little bit like, haha, I'm smarter than you, right? And then suddenly, if you're like, oh, look how smart I am, I've got this word. And then somebody says, nope, you're like, what? But I'm smart. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't take it like that at all. I liked that she quoted a tweet that said, this is like the worst kind of gaslighting or something. Because <laughs> that's how I took it. Like, it's more the sense of that there's this word that we all agree is a word, like this basic truth that there is a word undaunted. And then all of a sudden you're saying, no, that's not a word. And again, it was a mistake. So I'm not blaming Sam for that, but I'm saying to me, it's that whole thing that happens all the time in our current state of the world where something that you think of as a fundamental truth is shattered. No. And I feel like there's no. so much- People are happy. No. no, this is all about trying to be cool and trying to be smart. That's what I think. I don't know. And actually, yeah. I thought that that was like making a lot of assumptions when she said it about Scrabble. That whole thing of, if I know more words than you, I'm a better person, I'm more literate. That, hold on, <laughs> I might say, I'm more literate. Ha ha, I'm smarter than you. But that doesn't necessarily translate into, I'm a better person than you. Elon Musk is probably smarter than all of us. And he's not a better person than any of us. Maybe not with words i don't know what he knows about words so i do have to i have to tell you the best line from this which i'm sure you also like when the puzzle didn't accept the word raffia r-a-f-f-i-a a decision since overturned one frustrated player sent yards of the material to the new york times <laughs> office in protest along with a threat to follow up with an ortolan i did appreciate <laughs> that quite a bit <laughs> and i appreciate i appreciated that sam then said animals are dicey yeah exactly right <laughs> One thing that we should talk about very quickly is I was kind of amazed that New York Times said that they had over a million game subscribers. Well, yeah, it's a lot of that. people. Yeah. And I thought, um, and we only have like three people that listen to our show. <laughs> Millions of people. Where are you? All right. That's a good way to end it, Jen. I like it. And that's it for this episode of Tom Tit and Baobab. Thanks for being here. While you're waiting for next week's episode to come out, stay in touch. Tweet us at TomTitBaobab or email us at TomTitAndBaobab at gmail.com. Tell us what bees you like, bees you hate, words you missed, and words you'd like to know about. If you like what you hear, subscribe. And don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends to listen. And go easy on Sam this week. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Sam should go easy on us. Well, we'll be here next week. We will. But for now, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.